The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Well, Christmas is less than two weeks away. So this year, show that special someone that you care by giving them a Bobcat pelt. Today on The Revolution with Jim and Trav, the boys will walk us through cold weather coyote hunting tactics. Plus, they'll have bobcat tips, more on our ever-growing wolf population, and the basics of pelt preparation, and the ins and outs of buying and selling furs. And it's presented to you by Outdoor Channel at OutdoorChannel.com. Now, ladies and gentlemen, here's Jim and Trav. So we are on a predator quest on today's show. Yeah, we're talking about Christmas. Yeah, we are. Uh, Jimmy, how you doing, buddy? Hey, not too bad. Hey, last uh, week. You set yourself on fire. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we do want to say, though, I, I, not to interrupt you, but it has been so cold. Um, and you were you how cold was it? <laughs> you were using a heater system in your uh, blind, yeah. And you set yourself on fire not once, <laughs> but twice. But twice. <laughs> <laughs> same same height as a stove. Imagine that. <laughs> you got a little too close and melted that synthetic clothing. Yeah, we we found out that you know what really burns quick. Robinson Outdoor Gear. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, that loves fire. <laughs> Mrs. Bunny, how you and doing? It just took off like wildfire across my chest. <laughs> I'm, I'm better after hearing that story. Yeah. Hey, congratulations on Thank that you. nice eight-point buck, big guy. Yeah, I took a, a bucket of dough last week within about 10 minutes of each other. Man, it's been so cold. Yeah, and you were using um, a 243. What a heck of a round that is. 100 grain yeah. uh, from Federal Ammunition. Yeah. Uh, great stuff. Dropped at 480 yards, and then the dough was at 300 yards. Anyways, all right, so we are talking about predator hunting on today's show. Being joined by Mrs. Buddy coming up after the break, we're going to have Jeff Nimnick of uh, Coyote Craze talk about all things coyote, and then Johnny Dale of Buffalo Creek Guide and Service. He'll talk about bobcats. Uh, Jason Stutler with Windy Ridge Trapper. He will discuss uh, selling pelts. And finally, Bill Miller of uh, Bill Miller Outdoors talking about a new book. All right, so what is happening, guys, in uh, Utah right now? You uh, can make money there. Yeah, make you money. can. This is the first year Utah has a program called the General Predator Control Program, and it's actually a coyote bounty program. And oh, so they're paying you they're paying for each you. pelt you turn in? Right. So the program, really? it's intended to decrease mule deer fawn mortality. It's crazy there what's happening. Yeah. So Utah has issued $380,000, almost $381,000 um, to hunters and collected um, 7,160 coyotes, almost um, 4,800 more coyotes than average. Um, in 2012, they set aside $500,000 from the state's general fund to finance this program where they reward hunters $50 for each coyote harvested. Well, so 50 bucks. So if that's 380,000 uh divided by 50? Yeah. Holy cow, that's 7600 coyotes. Yeah. yeah. Now, can they in fact then still cuz they're only taking the scalp skin right. to turn in. You know, normally they take the right down the back for uh, Yeah, exactly. Can, can, I wonder if they can still sell the pelts. I don't, I don't know. know. Make well, that so much more money. They they set up um, 19 stations statewide where hunters can go collect the payment after they submit um, the coyote scalp, but all they need is just the coyote scalp with two ears attached and the lower jaw. 
and then mm. just a simple data sheet that where they document where the coyote was killed. But since they don't use the rest of it, yeah, I'm sure you probably can. I, there, there's nothing that says you can't. Yeah. So. Time of day, et cetera, et cetera. But, you know, after talking to Jeff Nimnick and all the, the, the coyotes that we see when we're out hunting guys. Oh, we saw two of them the other day. Like, like German they were, shepherds. They were hunting like well-trained uh, animals. Yeah. Um, they kind of are. <laughs> Think about it. If not, they die. Yeah. Um, but you're, you're you're not even going to make a dent in the population. That is the thing. They 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 rebound and they breed so quickly. If uh, they fill that whole quota, guys, in uh, the next two weeks, you're not even going to notice a difference. And we found a new weapon to use uh, if you're out coyote hunting. Little baseball bat. A little baseball bat. <laughs> or that's a for, flashlight. A flashlight. That's for when they come in really close. <laughs> uh, personal defense. Speaking of personal defense, that was a great uh, segue, Jimmy. Thank you. Uh, how about the man that was attacked? Uh, and he beat him off with you a know, flashlight. You know, Andrew... Uh, Andrew D. D. Yeah. So they call him AD. He's from Colorado. And he, was wor- he was walking to work um, along 75th Avenue um, before sunup when he heard a rustling in the brush behind him. So he turned around and he saw three coyotes staring him down. Dang! And they started closing in and they started lunging at him and biting his face and his arms and his neck. And so um, he thought he was going to be knocked over to the ground. So he, uh, he told this uh, television station that he assumed a wide stance and started swinging the flashlight that he had with him. And so they would lunge, and he would all he could do is feel the impact. So they would lunge, he would feel the impact, and he'd swat him. And really? Went, yeah, and it went on for a few minutes, and finally they retreated <laughs> to the nuts. woods. But not before. You should see the picture of this guy. I mean, his, pretty tore up, oh, huh? his face was just brutalized. That, yeah. yeah. I'd have a heck of a time with my mini-mag. Hearing you, describe yeah. the, <laughs> hearing you describe this reminds me of, I've never seen the movie, but the previews of Twilight. I see, like, these wolves jumping at you, <laughs> yeah, even those coyotes in Robert your Robert Pattinson, <laughs> yeah. He's got a shirt off. <laughs> I'd swap that guy with a flashlight, too. <laughs> Anything that I had. Um, but it goes back to that. Um, you shouldn't walk to work. You shouldn't walk to work. You shouldn't work at all. <laughs> Don't watch Twilight. I'm coyotes in Utah, and you can make all kinds of money. There we really go. do need to get out, though, and start managing uh, these predators. I certainly don't want them to go away. I think they're beautiful animals. I do like to hunt them. I think they're a valuable or integral piece to the ecosystem, but we do need to do something. Coyote is good table fare. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. You ever had coyote stew? <laughs> yeah, I get a wing. <laughs> right up there with squirrel brains. Um, and now, eggs, of course. What's really interesting, um, Bunny and I were talking about this, Mrs. Bunny, uh, right before the show started. When you do that, it usually costs me money. It costs <laughs> this time. Big bucks. No, how they just open up the first wolf hunt in 40 years in uh, Michigan, your home country. Home country, My home, home state. state. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the Michiganders up there. Yeah, it was probably in the UP, though. How many are yeah, they looking is. to take? Well, um, the season runs through December, unless the maximum of 43 is reached beforehand. We are in December. Now, yeah, I, it goes through the end, but yeah. The end. Yeah. Now, I have heard, though, that they've already collected enough signatures to possibly, this could be like the, the last season for even though it just started you know, to hunt uh, wolves, wolf, right? I think wolf hunting is the most hotly contested issue of hunting like ever. If wolf hunting wasn't on the table, I don't think hunters would have nearly the hard time that they do from big groups. But yeah, the opponents have gathered enough voter signatures to require a statewide referendum in 2014 on this species law. They're also circulating petitions seeking a vote on the second measure. If they succeed, this could be the one and only Michigan wolf hunt. Well, but the thing is, you know, I, I read now how much you can believe on Facebook. Some lady was killed by a wolf. 
True. And uh, you know that's got to happen now. The UP, I mean, you can swing a dead cat and not hit a doggone thing up there because there's not much up there. I swing a lot of dead cats. <laughs> <laughs> I do. Just like I go outside and I kill a cat and then I swing it. Well, the, the, Why not? It's in, like a sail cat. You run over it enough, you can throw it like a Frisbee. It's a great Frisbee. It comes back. Well, it does. The, Department of Natural Resources, the Department of Natural Resources says that there's 658 wolves all in the Upper Peninsula. And they only which, want to take 43. and Which is a really healthy and secure population. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, they're not going yeah, anywhere. They, they also said that they only wanted like what 130 uh, breeding pairs in uh, Yellowstone, and now there's like nine bazillion. Yeah, They've killed everything, including the park rangers. Yeah. <laughs> Old faithful won't even work anymore. They're afraid of the wolves. Um, they- well, farmers and ranchers. I mean, they have the freedom to if if there is a wolf attacking their um, cattle or whatever, they have the freedom to take them. Twenty six attacks were reported. This is just the ones that are reported. I mean, I'm sure there's plenty no. of farmers who just don't report it. No. Um, and uh, the opposition says you need to. Uh, change your tactics and you need to use different methods of keeping your cattle safe and things like that. But despite non-lethal controls like flashing lights and flagging the fences and guard donkeys. Um, <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, give me a llama. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And no, it's, it's not having an effect, you know, and so the people guard who... Guard donkey. <laughs> well, that's, seriously, that's that's what people are advocating for. So uh, That thing is a real... <laughs> yeah. So, despite all of these uh, non-lethal measures that the opposition would like to see, they just don't work. And I think it's safe to say that most of the opposition is either in the Lower Peninsula, where they've never seen a wolf, or out in California, or somewhere where there's the radical people who've never seen a wolf in the wild and or in real life, and they're advocating for something they don't even know anything yeah. about. Uh, anyways, uh, we're on Predator Quest on today's show. It's only a couple weeks till Christmas. We want to say though, hop online, uh, find us on Facebook, Facebook.com forward slash adventures of dad me watch our videos uh you can also see them on our website when you listen to our tuesday thursday podcast outdoortrailsnetwork.com but we want to say a special thank you to ram trucks ramtrucks.com ruger at ruger.com high mountain seasonings himtnjerky.com how about outdoor channel uh you can listen to us there and watch our videos as well outdoorchannel.com forward slash revolution and finally cabela's will form us out at cabela's.com mrs bunny thank you so much hey thanks for having me all right as we continue Continue our Predator Quest after the break. We will be joined by a Jeff Nimnick with Coyote Craze. Don't go anywhere. Hey, here's a word from Mark. Ram Trucks on community support. Give the ultimate gift this Christmas. If you'd like to show that you and your fellow hunters care about your community and would like to help share extra game meat with deserving families in your area, get involved today. Whether you donate meat, money, or time, your generosity is sure to have an impact. Just plug in Hunters for the Hungry in any search engine and get involved today. So the boys will return with more predator action. And make sure you fan us on Facebook at Facebook com forward slash adventures of dad and me thanks outdoor channel the leader in outdoor television for 20 years has talent you can't see anywhere else follow experts like jim shockey ted nugent michael waddell lee and tiffany and more as they take you inside the lifestyle around the world and into the tree stands. We're celebrating 20 years of raw television, rugged adventure, and heritage. And it's only on Outdoor Channel. True to the core. Get it today. Call 855-44-OUTDOOR. To take it all head on, channel the universe, steer the satellites, defy the elements, roar past convention 
Shift every course. Rewrite the roadmaps. Push beyond the possible. And bring the world to its knees. It takes the new 2013 Ram 1500. Engineered to move heaven and earth. The road doesn't end here. This is only the beginning. Guts. Glory. Ram. Ram is a registered trademark of Chrysler Group, LLC. Hey, wait, get on there! Christmas! Hey! Oh, it's Christmas! This is The Revolution with Jim and Trav. If you're just joining us, you missed old Miss Bunny. She was saying that uh, they're still scalping things in uh, Utah. Go to Utah. Even Michigan this year if you want to kill a wolf or a coyote. I want to kill a wolf. What's that? You know, oh, he seems like all the songs in the 80s talk about wolves. Hey there, little oh, bit. That's a little bit before <laughs> the 80s. It was right now we're being joined by a Jeff Nimnick with Coyote Craze. We are talking about predator hunting on today's He's show. He's about hunting coyotes. Jeff, how's it going, buddy? Oh, yeah, I'm cold, fellas. How about you? <laughs> Reason our uh, you-know-what's-off. Jim, Jim actually <laughs> we, we brought in the brass monkeys left. Jim lost his left elbow yesterday. <laughs> yes, I did. It's pretty sad. <laughs> it, it fell on the now, ground. Yes, it did fall on the ground. What does this cold weather do to the coyotes, though? Does it um, kind of make them lethargic? Are they getting out there more to hunt? I know they want to conserve on energy being this cold, but is this a good time uh, to get out, Jeff? Well, you would think that, uh, you know, just in, a, in your mind as a predator hunter, when you think it's cold, you think, oh, those coyotes got to be out on the roam and, you know, on the move looking for food and and you would think that they would just be running for miles to come to the call yeah um, actually i've kind of had mixed results last week i i was out a couple of days and it was below zero you know not a lot of wind and and didn't kill as many coyotes or even call in as many coyotes as i thought so who knows it could have been a little bit of both things there could not have been a whole lot of coyotes where i was at or, or the coyotes that were there were just uh yeah really not wanting to come a long ways and and uh, maybe waiting for it to warm up a little bit before they expend their energy. Yeah. Now, are there pelts? Uh, are they in prime condition now? Yep. Yep. Pelts are primed right now. We've been uh, we've been getting twenty twenty wow. bucks or even a little bit more on the carcass for for a good one that's not shot up or and doesn't have any mage. Yeah. Seriously. Have Have you uh, Have you heard about this deal out in Utah where they're actually giving a bounty fifty bucks fifty bucks if you shoot a coyote? If you want my personal opinion, I think it's kind of a joke. I wish they'd you know that's. <laughs> they're not going to really hammer the coyote population because you're going to have a bunch of guys that necessarily don't know what they're doing mm-hmm. running around out there thinking that these coyotes are pretty stupid and they're just going to stand there and let you shoot them. So, in my opinion, they're educating a lot of coyotes. I would have <laughs> rather seen them take all that money that they allotted for these uh, bounties and put it into some helicopter hours. You know, they could have really thinned out the coyotes. And I know a whole lot of this goes back to the mule deer, mm-hmm, yeah. um, you know, fawn uh, production in the spring. And that's kind of why they wanted to start this because numbers are down so much. But um, I do a show out in Salt Lake and I get to talk to a lot of those people and, and I kind of get mixed results about it, but you know, it's a, it's a bit, a lot of hoops you have to jump through. I guess you guys just had an interview on that and, but it seems like a lot of hoops to jump through to get 50 bucks, but, uh, <laughs> but heck, more the merrier, you know, if you can get 50 bucks out of killing coyotes, that's great. Have you ever thought about running for office? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm sitting here listening like Jeff for press. I'm sold. <laughs> Utah, the people are stupid there. What what that now, now Jeff, you know, we just recently uh, uh, saw some bobcats. Now, I understand that uh, you can use the same calls for coyotes as you can for bobcats or vice versa. 
You can. You know, obviously you don't want to be using Kyle vocalizations when you're trying to call on Bobcat. (laughs) But, you know, the same prey distress sounds, your rabbit squealer, your bird squeaks, uh, you know, your mouse squeaks, whatever you want to call them. You know, any of those calls on your electronic call. Um, yeah, the, the main difference, though, between bobcats and coyotes are, are, is the way that they hunt. Yeah. You know, bobcats are a lot more sneaky and secretive. You know, they're going to use cover and concealment, kind of like you and I would when we're stalking a deer. Mm-hmm. They're going to slip behind brush and peek out and look. You know, whereas a coyote, you know, he just wants to be the first one there. He don't care. He's just going to come barging out of there on a dead run. Yeah. So that's the biggest thing. Most people, when they're out calling in bobcat country, probably more than likely have called in bobcats and they just never saw them. You know, what's amazing is Jim and I, we've been hunting really down in these wooded bottom areas, you know, in in creek beds. And that's where we're seeing them, where there's a lot of um, down trees. But, you know, just last year I was out mowing my front yard and I see something uh, just, we live, you know, quite a ways out in the country. um, Something uh, just trotting across the pasture cuts through my front yard. It was a bobcat. I was out there on a flat deck mower. My dogs were outside. (laughs) My wife was with the kids and this bobcat cuts right through our yard and just trots down the road um like we weren't even there well and he, actually, and he was big he actually flipped him the bird yeah he did <laughs> but you know a lot of people say you know don't hunt them there's not so many of them but you brought They're up a great cute. point you just aren't seeing them because they are stealthy exactly and you know that's what and everybody kind of thinks it's so much harder to call in a bobcat than it is a coyote it's yeah. not it's just that there you know there are more coyotes probably per square mile than there are bobcats that's just a natural you know, phenomenon that, that's out there. So the chances of you setting down and blowing your call within that distance that a bobcat wants to come is not that great compared yeah. to what it is that a coyote would come, um, you know, that distance. So, so yeah, I mean, just last week I was down in your neck of the woods and had a chance to kill my first called in bobcat. Really? We sat up, we sat up looking right at a cedar edge. He was kind of dropped down the canyon. We were not 20 yards from the edge of this thick cedar brush line. Mm-hmm. And if a coyote would have come running out of there, it'd have got wild west real fast. I mean, the coyote <laughs> would have been on us before we'd have known it. Kind of shotgun stuff. Yeah. But you know, this bobcat, popped out down the down the tree line about 50 yards and just sat there in the shadows and I just happened to scan with my binoculars and and my buddy was running the camera behind me and he saw it actually saw it first and and uh, the bobcat just sat down and looked at me and I was able to take my time get the rifle over and center the crosshairs right on her chest and and down she went now question for you Jim and I were talking about this the other day we were, we were kind of talking about you and suppressors and and stuff like that now they do to a certain extent um, reduce recoil don't they extremely you'd be surprised that's probably that's probably the biggest uh noticeable difference you'll see with this person yeah the noise reduction is is pretty significant but that's one thing everybody when it comes to noise reduction they think it's you know hollywood and it's just going to be a you know yeah when you're shooting supersonic ammunition you're still going to get that sonic boom that crack of the bullet so it's going to seem louder yeah but really what the the big significant part in my opinion is the recoil reduction we're talking maybe 75 percent in recoil reduction that is amazing which which is just uh is great because any gun that you can shoot you know less you're going to shoot that gun better just like anybody shoots a 22 long rifle probably more accurately than they do a a 300 wind mag you know (laughs) yeah yeah (laughs) so it just helps you shoot better and uh, that's one of the great benefits of them it's like being thumped or punched in the face by mike tyson (laughs) yeah exactly (laughs) or jeff nimnick we're actually coming up ad break buddy to find out more about you your video series everything your, your college 
Uh, where do we have to head to online to do that, Jeff? KyleCraze.com. You bet. Hey, that was Jeff Nemnick, and this guy loves to hunt coyotes and now bobcats. Yeah, and also hop on our website coming soon. Got some great videos from Coyote Craze. Going to be on our website as well, OutdoorTrailsNetwork.com. Coming up after the break, though, we're going to have Johnny Dale on. He's with Buffalo Creek Guide Service, and he's going to be talking about more in-depth about bobcat hunting, uh, setting up, baiting them, all that great stuff. Well, hey, we're the revolution. We are proudly brought to you by Ram Trucks. RamTrucks.com, Ruger at Ruger.com, High Mountain Seasonings, HIMTNJerky.com. Here's a quick word from Mark. Mr. Jeff, as always, buddy. Thank you, friend. Hey, it's been a pleasure, guys. I'm going to get back after. We'll talk to you in a few weeks. All right, big guy. Ram trucks on staying alive. Symptoms of hypothermia. It's colder than a well digger's wallet right now. And for us hunters, that puts us at an elevated risk for hypothermia. So here's a few key signs to look for. Uncontrolled shivering. Usually the first obvious symptom, but ceases as hypothermia progresses. Slow, slurred speech. Memory loss. Irrational behavior, such as removing clothing. Lack of body movement. Sleepiness. And finally, unconsciousness, which could lead to death. So for more helpful outdoor tips and info, just head for OutdoorTrailsNetwork.com and our Predator Talk will continue after the break. Tuesday Nights on Outdoor Channel is your home for the best big game hunting. From every type of trophy big game I want to retrieve the beast for you in daylight. To the thrill of reality competition. We're just a little competitive around that turkey camp. I don't see us losing the little brother anyway, to be honest with you. There's only one place for hard-pounding excitement on Tuesdays. Tuesday Night Pursuits, presented by Mossy Oak, starting at 8 p.m. Eastern. Only on Outdoor Channel. True to the core. What to do with a freezer full of wild game? Try High Mountain Seasoning's specially blended flavors for all your cooking needs. Check them out at www.himtnjerky.com. Cabela's is the world's foremost outfitter for hunting, fishing, and outdoor gear. You can outfit all your needs through Cabela's catalogs, online, and their many stores. With the best selection, prices, and quality, all backed by a legendary guarantee. For the best in outdoor gear, go to www.cabelas.com. The Ruger LC380 is the perfect pairing of the award-winning LC9 pistol and the popular 380 auto cartridge. The LC380 is the same size as the LC9, yet offers reduced recoil, making it Ruger's lightest recoiling personal protection pistol yet. It features a dovetailed high-visibility three-dot sight system, seven-round magazine and finger grip extension floor plate, manual safety, and loaded chamber indicator. The Ruger LC380. Another rugged, reliable firearm from Ruger. Big bucks, big bulls, 248 hunting stories, hundreds of photos, Colorado's biggest bucks and bulls. Call 719-661-4037 today. Because it's Christmas. You're listening to the revolution. Back when it's spread, Christmas cheer is singing loud for all to hear. It's Christmas with Jim and Trav. Yes! It's Christmas music. If you're just joining us, you missed old Jeff Nimick. He's with Coyote Craze up there in Nebraska. That Marine is pretty crazy himself. Yeah. <laughs> I'd hate to tick that guy off. Oh, Holy cow. Uh, right now, uh, we're being joined by Johnny Dale, and he's of uh, Buffalo Creek Guide and 
and service. We are talking about predator hunting on today's show. Johnny, how's it going, buddy? It's going great. How are you guys? Hey, we're doing pretty good. You know what's amazing, Johnny, is every single year, Jimbo and I are seeing more and more bobcats out there. And just about two weeks ago, we were both sitting up in a tree stand together. Um, yeah, I was filming trap. He was filming me doing some archery hunting. And day after day, we kept seeing these two bobcats, Johnny, and they were chasing does every single day. They were hunting as a pack. And uh, it was amazing to see these guys work, but they were actually going after deer. Oh, yes, sir. I've had them kill full-grown buck deer, one cat alone. No Holy kidding. cow. People underestimate uh, the power that these uh, beautiful animals have, huh? No, they sure do. They're, uh, they're strong. Most of the time you can tell it's a cat because they'll go for the throat and they'll punch your holes in the throat. And then when they eat a carcass, most of the time they only eat a small amount. They're not like a pack of coyotes. They'll eat a place about big as your fist or bigger, and then they'll uh, cover it up and urinate on it and come back later. <laughs> yeah, I do the same thing. Yeah, Jim, I don't like to eat with him. <laughs> now, now, the thing is, uh, I, I saw, and I, I don't know if you can believe this, but on the Internet, they had a photograph of like a 148 or 58-pound bobcat. Do they really get that big, or is this just a Photoshop? I, I've never heard that. That would almost have to be a different breed of some kind, but uh, the, uh, really, a really big cat's around 40 pounds, and that's a huge cat. Now, that cat's been hanging out with Barry Bonds, getting some <laughs> steroids. Now, uh, Johnny, before we go on with this, buddy, to find out more about you and Buffalo Creek Guide Service, uh, where can we find you online? You can find me on the web at buffalocreekguideservice.com. Yeah. Now, when you're out uh, when you're out hunting, are you, are you doing predator calls, or are you setting up over bait, or do you do all of the above? We do all our cat hunting over bait. We Damn. we have an abundance of beaver, and mm. beaver is the preferred meat of almost all predators. It's uh, it's a sweet you know meat, and it, it, they love it. So you would go out and harvest some beavers, and then what? Just freeze them, and then when when the time comes, you just pull them out. And do you hang your bait, or how do you go about your presentation? You know, used to in the old days, we didn't have to hang it, but due to hog wild hogs and. Yeah. Um, and the coats and all that stuff. If you don't hang your bait, you got other stuff that's going to feed upon it. So we went to the trees and we started picking out the laid over trees mm-hmm. and uh, wiring the carcass up. We gut our carcass um, so that it doesn't decay, you know, because we're warmer weather. And so we gut our carcass to where it'll, <laughs> it'll more turn to jerky than to spoil. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Now, how how territorial are bobcats? I mean, you say you take one, harvest one today. When can you harvest another one? Well, we got quite a few cats where, where I'm located. So, you know, it's not unusual to have two or three cats. That's why they're so, you know, mark their territory pretty strong. Mm-hmm. Uh, your, your big males, they're going to ramble with your females. They're pretty localized. Mm-hmm. Now, what uh, caliber do you recommend hunting these bobcats with? I mean, uh, would you go like a 22? Would you 22 do uh, 223, 243? What would you use? Uh, the 223, I think, would be the idea round, or, you know, the new 204. Oh, uh, yeah. That's a perfect round. Um, any of the 17s are good, you know. Uh, the, you need a little bit of flat shooting because we like to back off, you know, 75 yards or so. The 22s have got a little bit too much drop to get much over, you know, 50 yards. Yeah, now the thing is, their their skin is not that tough. It's kind of like a house cat, and so it's not difficult to probably kill them, is it? No, not really, but... um. You know, you, you don't want a headshot if you're going to have a taxidermy job. So, <laughs> yeah. you know, you, you, you want a bullet that's, you know, rapid expansion. Um, mm-hmm. I prefer, you know, I actually prefer a ballistic tip on even on a 17 or 
223. Now, are these fairly prolific? I mean, I don't know that much about them. How many kittens do they have? Yeah, I mean, what is their reproductive rate like? They're having two to three kittens at a time. Oh, really? When they're starting to breed, our best time is late January and February. That's when their breeding cycle is, and the big toms are on the move. Mm -hmm. And um, once you get uh, those big toms moving around, you have a better chance at you know, harvesting a cat. Yeah. Now, uh, one more thing before we go. Uh, when you're out hunting these cats, uh, do and have you used predator calls, and is it effective with the bait? Yes, I have. Really? I've done very well with predator calls, but I don't, to be honest with you, I'm not as effective with the predator calls I am with the bait. Yeah. And the colder the weather, the better the bait. But used simultaneously can be pretty effective. I think the best thing to do is just to go uh, with Buffalo Creek Guide Service. Yeah. <laughs> I really think that is your, your the, the best piece of advice right there. If you want to be successful, um, I, I think there's such, after, especially after watching them so much out there uh, when hunting, I, I really want to get on a, a nice bobcat and take one. One more time, though, uh, Johnny, coming off an ad break, buddy, to find out more about you, possibly book a trip, just pick your brain. Where can we find you on? Online, friend. It's Buffalo Creek Guideservice.com. You bet. Hey, that was Johnny Dale. This guy is a bobcat hunter extraordinaire. He knows everything uh, you need to know if you want to be successful. Because I know nothing. Got to check out Buffalo Creek Guide Service one more time online. Coming up after the break, though, we're going to have uh, Jason Stutler with Rindy Ridge Trappers. He's going to be discussing uh, selling pelts. You're selling uh, uh, Johnny's pelts. Yeah, selling Johnny's pelts. Yeah, go hunt with Johnny, then uh, talk to uh, Jason. Make some money. Be a good thing. <laughs> All right, well, once again, we are talking about uh, predator hunting on today's show. Uh, we want to say a special thank you, though, to Ram Trucks at RamTrucks.com, Ruger, Ruger.com, High Mountain Seasonings, H-I-M-T-N-Jerky.com. Here's a quick word for Mark. Don't go anywhere. Mr. Johnny, thank you so much, buddy. Yes, sir. Thank you all. Ram Trucks and the gift of nature, sticks and stones. With sales of tablets, smartphones, and gadgets predicted to soar this Christmas, many American households will soon be temples to the latest technology. But we encourage parents to consider a low-tech alternative, to root around in their garages and give their kid old fishing tackle or hunting gear in place of the latest doodad, and to swap screen time for wild time. Oh, and here's something else to think about, listening to our archives. And you could do that? by going to OutdoorChannel.com forward slash revolution. For 20 years, Outdoor Channel brings you television you don't just watch, but brings you closer with information you can use. With expert talent you can't find anywhere else. Jim Shockey, Ted Nugent, Lee and Tiffany, Michael Waddell, and more. And now we've got more of what you love with new original series that go outside to get to the heart of what is inside. Outdoor Channel, true to the core. Get it today. Call 855-44-OUTDOOR. When I'm backpacking in the mountains, I like to travel light. That's why I carry Camp Chef's ready-made gourmet outdoor meals. These freeze-dried meals cook right in the pouch. Just add water. With menu choices like cheesy lasagna, teriyaki chicken with rice, and more, these meals taste great. And with a shelf life of seven years, they're also perfect as an emergency food supply at home. Look for Camp Chef's ready-made gourmet meals at a sporting goods store near you or at CampChef.com. Camp Chef, the way to cook outdoors. Perfect gift for a hunter. Hundreds of Stories and photos of big elk, deer, moose, and more. Colorado's biggest bucks and bulls. Call 719-661-4037 today. This is The Revolution with Jim and Trav. 
we send you our sincerest wishes for a bright and merry Christmas season. Now, here are the boys. Hey, if you're just joining us, you missed old Johnny Dale, man. He was talking about hunting bobcats. I like hunting bobcats. They're good. You know, yeah. last night, I actually I ate. have to put tires on them, though. I ate one of my daughter's cats. <laughs> Did you? Because I like bobcat meat so much. We are talking about predator hunting on today's show. Uh, pretty cool. I love predator hunting. Such a fun time to get out. Right now, though, we're being joined by Jason Stutler, and he's with Windy Ridge Trapper. Jason, how's it going, buddy? Doing fine. Now, is there anything more eco-friendly, I mean, honestly, than trapping uh, I would really think that it's one of the greenest things you could do in the outdoors. No, it is. And uh, people don't realize that if it wasn't for trappers and hunters, there'd probably be a lot less animals out there than what there is. You know, due to proper wildlife management, uh, good season bag limits and things like that. Yeah, mm-hmm. population's actually never been better. Yeah, well, I got to tell you something. Uh, everybody buy this week's issue of Time Magazine because they have an article in there on how the deer are overrunning our suburban populations and we need to actually harvest more. And this is really something for Time Magazine to do this. Got a call from old Jim Zumbo to told me, hey, talk about that on the air this week. Anyhow, go to Time Magazine, buy the article. You're going to see that uh, they're proposing that we get out there and hunt even more. I would just actually go to the newsstand and read it and put the magazine back. <laughs> I won't buy anything from Time. All right, so let's talk about pelts. I don't have the time. Um, what do we need to do? Let's say we harvest an animal. Do you do you recommend like a DIY, do it yourself, get your pelts ready to sell, or would you recommend taking it to somebody else, like a professional, Jason? Oh, it's not that difficult. You know, most trappers and most hunters they have a general idea on you know how to skin various types of animals, and you know with the internet it's never been easier. There's so many different websites you can go to, mine included. Mm-hmm. What's that your can website? Get you free. Yeah, my website's uh, simply the name of my business, WendyRidgeTrapper.com. And I've got free videos you can watch on my website showing you how to put up fur, how to skin it. You know, that if you want to go the extra mile and you want to finish it out, and that, by that I mean, you know, scrape it, stretch it, dry it. You know, you can watch videos on our website for free. And then there's other resources on the web you can find as well. So it's never been easier to do so. You got a pocket knife and a little bit of common sense. You should be you should be selling your fur. There's good money there. Yeah. Well, the thing is, I I shot a big coyote uh, not too long ago, and but I'll tell you what, to take the time to do it right, especially around the eyes and the nose and so forth, and even down to the paws. I mean, you you got to be pretty good at it. Yeah, just just a little bit of practice, though. Um, you know, and uh, it's like anything else. You know, the more you do it, the better you get at it. I. I personally probably do about four or five thousand pelts a year. So oh my gosh! Naturally, I'm fast. I still suck at tying my shoes. <laughs> now let's go over a couple of uh, uh, common phrases. What is green fur for those people uh, that don't know what it is? Green fur is the most common way uh, that, uh, especially beginning trappers and beginning hunters, go. You simply skin the hide. Mm-hmm. And then you then you roll it up, flesh in, fur out, mm-hmm. put it in the freezer bag, and stick it in your freezer, and keep it that way until you're ready to sell it. That's that's called green. Mm-hmm. And then you got other terms in the round mm-hmm. and finished. In the round is just what it sounds like. In the round, it means it's not even been skinned. Oh, really? Got to be careful with that though, because most fur buyers we're so busy, we don't got time to skin your animal. And the way I see it, if uh, if you're too lazy to skin the animal, you probably don't even want to sell it. Yeah. So, and then the other term is finished, mm-hmm. where you not only skin it, but you scrape it. You scrape all the excess fat and meat off of it. 
you put it on the right size stretcher mm-hmm. and you dry it out and then you sell it. That's called selling it finished, which by the way, brings you the highest price. Okay. Now I was talking to somebody the other day and I was pretending like I knew what he was saying. Um, <laughs> and he said, well handled fur. What, what was yep. exactly he implying by that? Uh, he's implying that you take a little bit of pride in your work. I mean, that animal <laughs> laid down its life in pursuit of uh, your sport. Uh-huh. And, and you know what? You need to respect that. You mm-hmm. need to respect that. You need to take good care of the pelt. You, you, you know, if it's muddy, you clean the mud out of it. Mm-hmm. And skin it within 24 hours after harvesting the animal. Mm-hmm. Don't let it sit around in the back of your truck for two or three days in the sun. Mm-hmm. That's not taking care of your pelt. Yeah, now it's pretty cold here in, in Kansas, and I'm sure it is here in, uh, in West Virginia where you're at. Now, uh, the pelts are in prime condition right now. What would, say, a, a coyote, a bobcat, uh, a muskrat, and uh, maybe a beaver bring right now if it were really good? Well, you know, that's uh, that's a good question, and it really depends on where you're at in America. For example, out west, in the western states, uh, it's very common for bobcats to fetch anywhere from 3 to $500 a piece. Maybe wow, more. really? Yeah, yeah. Whereas our eastern section of bobcats here in the West Virginia, Kentucky area, mm-hmm. Gosh, they're going to range anywhere from 50 to 100. Holy cow, big, big difference. difference. Yeah. Same exact animal, but a humongous difference. Um, coons, raccoons from, you know, Wisconsin, Michigan area, they're going to be worth anywhere from, you know, 20 to $30 maybe. Mm-hmm. Whereas uh, coons in our section in the Appalachian region might be, you know, around 10 to $20. Mm. There are some items that uh, are relatively consistent regardless of where you catch them at. Gray fox, for example. The market's kind of weak on gray fox this year, so pretty much anywhere in America where you catch a gray fox is going to be worth anywhere from 20 to 30 bucks. Mm. Uh, really good market on muskrats this year. Really? It's about the same price anywhere you go mm-hmm. in America. They're going to range anywhere from 5 to $15 a piece. Now, what would it's a- about everything. You know, I mean, I know it's going to sound kind of comical, but even the penis bone out of a lot of these species is worth 5 to 10 cents a piece, so... You know, I mean, hey, it's, it's money, it's money, you know. Yeah, I've got like a thousand penis bones in my dresser right now. <laughs> <laughs> well, there, you know, you get four or five thousand more for you're talking about real money. That's very interesting. I, I think this is so cool. Yeah. Uh, traffic is such an amazing thing, especially uh, the work that you do. Uh, one more time, we're coming up at Ad Break to find out more about you, how we can get involved in this, possibly if we have something uh, we want to sell, man. Um, yeah. where, where can we find you online? Yeah, even if you don't want to sell your fur to me, it's always good to go to my website just to make sure you're getting a fair deal because I clearly put all my prices right there on the web for the whole world to see. And that's WendyRidgeTrapper.com. Or you can go to my Facebook page as well, Wendy Ridge Trapper. You bet. Hey, we got to leave it right there. That was Jason Stutler, and he has Windy Ridge Trapper. And he knows a heck of a lot about fur. He is the man to go to. That's it. Definitely. You should uh, take your zebra to him. That's right. You didn't trap it. No, I didn't trap it. Who cares? All right, so, uh, coming I up got up, it in a trap, though. Coming up after the break, uh, a man that we trapped, Bill Miller, talking about his new book. Bill Miller's such a great guy. And we want to say a special thank you, though, to Ram Trucks, RamTrucks.com, Ruger, Ruger.com, High Mountain Seasonings, H-I-M-T-N-Jerky.com, uh, also Cabela's, World's Foremost Outfitter at Cabela's.com. Jason Stutler, man, thank you so much for coming on, buddy. Sounds great. All right, here's a quick word from Mark. Jim and I will return in just a minute. 
Outdoor Channel on Christmas Facts. On December 25th, millions of people around the world will celebrate Jesus' birthday. But did you know that it's Humphrey Bogart's and Jimmy Buffett's birthday as well? Christmas also marks the day George Washington crossed the Delaware and Christopher Columbus's ship, the Maria, sank off the coast of what is now the Dominican Republic. Comedian W.C. Fields, who said he hated Christmas, died on Christmas Day, and so did Charlie Chaplin. And every year, Santa Claus skips millions of Buddhist, Hindu, Muslim, and Jewish homes. Yet no one has ever filed a class action discrimination lawsuit against him. You know what else is amazing? Our Tuesday and Thursday podcasts that you can hear by going to OutdoorTrailsNetwork.com. Listen and enjoy. Do you hear that? That's the sound of your next African safari with Kolobi Safaris. Experience Africa's sights and sounds mingled with true adventure of a big game hunt for the dangerous five or any number of plains game animals. If you've ever dreamed about Africa, then you need to book your trip of a lifetime with Daniel and Doria Dutoy, the purveyors of Kolobi Safaris. Hi, I'm Jim Ferguson. I did, and you should too. Look them up on the web at www. Dot K-O-L-O-B-E-S-A-F-A-R-I-S dot C-O dot C-A or call them at 011-83-280-7643. Christmas! Christmas! It's Christmas! Christmas! Let's kick some Christmas butt! This is The Revolution with Jim and Trav. Here are the boys. If you're just joining us, you missed old Jason Stetler. Stutler. Stutler. Obviously, you don't I miss him. I stutter a lot when I say Stetler. <laughs> uh, he's talking about some pelts. Yeah. I think that's cool they get out there trapping. I, I don't know. I kind of like it. Yeah, I think it's cool. Our next guest, though. He's been a guest a lot of times on the show in the past, but he's got something brand new. Bill Miller. He's living the high life with his new book, Reflections Under the Big Pine. It's not like you've never been called high life before, Bill. Bill, how's it going, buddy? Oh, it's going great. Uh, glad to talk to you guys again. Yeah, now we were sitting here kind of pining about how cold it is, and then you told us it was 18 below the other day. Kind of shut us up. <laughs> Holy cow. I mean, it's cold up there in Minnesota right now. It's cold, but I'll tell you, there's a lot of happy faces. Uh, I work part-time at a bait store here even now, and uh, this is the earliest ice fishing we've seen in a long time. Now, tell me if this is true or not. That, like, everybody in Minnesota, the very first thing on their Christmas list is tapioca. Is that true? Tapioca? <laughs> uh, yeah, that's, that's, one of, that's one of the white foods that they really appreciate up here. I'm not native, I'm not native to Minnesota, so that's not me. <laughs> All right, so let's get to your book. Talk about a great Christmas present. Reflections this is... Under the Pine Tree. That's an interesting title. Yeah, now before we get into this, where can we find this book online, Bill? Um, you can go to my website, which kind of spawned the book. It's called underthebigpine.com, and uh, there's an ad for it right there you can click through. It's also on Amazon, both as a soft cover and as an ebook if you've got a Kindle reader. Okay. Now, uh, as I read through the uh, the press release on this, hey, this seems like a page-turner, and it's probably a good idea to get this for any uh, Christian outdoorsman that you know. Absolutely. This is uh, the perfect Christmas gift. Uh, we think uh, for anybody who's you need to be spiritual and and I don't think there's a lot of outdoorsmen out there who in one way or another isn't spiritual because that's what this book is and how it came to be Um, my co-author and I Christine Houtman have had these experiences over our outdoor careers that have shown us that 
this is all just too awesome and too magnificent to have happened by accident. (laughs) I agree. I love that. Others like someone lit a cigarette and stomped their foot and boom. You know, (laughs) the world was created and all these animals. I don't believe in the Big Bang Theory. Um, There was something more to it. (laughs) Absolutely. And uh, they were inspired by the stories in here are spiritual, but they're inspired by everything from the love of a great dog to a foggy boat ride on Lake Michigan to head out salmon fishing to, uh, there's even one in here called Wonderment in a Gut Pile. (laughs) (laughs) I found a lot of things in a gut pile. (laughs) Never Wonderment. (laughs) (laughs) It sounds like a compilation of just a lot of different aspects of the outdoors that practically anyone uh, who loves the outdoors can relate to. Yeah, there's hunting in here, there's fishing in here, as you might expect from me, and not to sound too over the top on our own stuff, but these, the stories, they go beyond, well beyond hunting. Mm-hmm. It's the people and the events and, and things that you see, things that see and happen, that happen to you in the woods that you could never experience unless you were out there hunting. Yeah. You know, there there is such a spiritual aspect, whether you're a big Christian or not, about the outdoors and hunting and fishing. I, I think I, atheists, they piss me off. I hate to say that, but they do. I mean, you have to believe in something, Bill. You can't just say, oh, no, I just believe everybody. You wake up, you put your shoes on, you smile, you have a great day. There's no higher power. There's no nothing. Well, that's a bunch of BS. I'm going to tell you what. If someone were to hold a gun to your head right now, I think you'd be begging for, you know, God, give me mercy, whatever. I mean, or all these people, they, they, they're against hunting and fishing if a bear was attacking you wouldn't you want to fight back and kill it i bet you if they were in that position they'd be doing it and i think every if praying to someone yeah you'd be doing something um (laughs) and and if you don't admit that you're just an imbecile you're (laughs) foolish shut your mouth i mean really i mean that's what it boils down to bill right and the other thing that the outdoors whether it's hunting fishing or just spending time out there inspires is the relationships within a family and within friends. I mean, I've got friends like you, Jim. I mean, being outdoors is what bonds us, is what puts us together. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I wrote an article for a family fishing game called uh, When the Father or When the Son Becomes the Father. And it was actually a story about uh, my dad who got, uh, you know, much older. And so instead of him helping me on with my boots and coat and making sure I had my lunch, I was doing it for him and all of the other old guys in the camp. I was the youngest guy, and yet I was like 55, you know, and Mm -hmm. uh, and so you you realize that that your your position within a group changes from year to year by virtue of the people who are there and who needs to have help, you know. You you never hear anybody say, man, me me and my dad really bonded over that last game of Wii. <laughs> you know, there's just, it's like, are you serious? Really? You know, me and my dad around a tree stand, we shot a big buck and we ate it over an open fire, and I gutted it. We were no, we were bowling on Wii. <laughs> I mean, really, it is. You're talking about building those relationships and those memories. You know, strengthening those bonds, and there's no better place to do that than in the outdoors, Bill. That's right. Even at 20 below zero. <laughs> well, that's where the bonding gets closer. You, you, that's where the snuggling begins. <laughs> now, Bill, to find out about this book again, Reflections Under the Big Pine, such a great read. It really is a page turner. Co-authored by K.J. Houtman. That's right. I, I was just going to solely give all the the, 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 the glory to Bill. Um, <laughs> to find it online, I'm sure you guys have Facebook page, all that good stuff. We, I mean, if you want to get this for Christmas, uh, people really need to start putting in their orders. Where do we need to go again, buddy? 
best place to go is underthebigpine.com. And if you're into Amazon and all that fancy stuff, just look it up by title under Amazon, and it's there both as soft cover and as an ebook for Kindle. Now, what does it cost? Um, we're selling it right now for $15 a soft oh. cover book plus shipping. You can't buy a DVD. You certainly can't go to the movie theaters. I mean, no. This is a great deal. Yeah. Cool. Great, hey. great Christmas stocking stuffer. You bet. Hey, that was Bill Miller. He's the purveyor of Bill Miller Outdoors. Bill Miller Outdoors is such a great guy. Well, hey, we're the revolution. We're proudly brought to you by Ram Trucks. RamTrucks.com. Ruger. Ruger.com. High Mount Seasonings. H-I-M-T-N Jerky.com. One, one more time, we want to uh, mention Reflections Under the Big Pine. You can hop online, any search engine. Uh, just punch that in. It will come up. Mr. Bill, thank you so much for coming on. And tell us about uh, uh, your wonderful book, buddy. Thanks for having me, and you guys have a terrific and Merry Christmas. Hey, you too. High Mountain Seasonings on the true meaning of Christmas. Really? One of the main reasons we have the custom of giving and receiving presents at Christmas is to remind us of the presents given to Jesus by the wise men, which were frankincense, gold, and myrrh. But since frankincense, gold, and myrrh are hard to come by these days, try giving the gift of kindness and love because it's free to all and it doesn't involve an app. So Merry Christmas. And don't forget to fan us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash adventures of dad and me introducing the incredible revolution things got a little weird with jim and trav Hey, that's a wrap on this week's show. But before we go, we got to say a special thanks to our 420 affiliate stations, our advertisers, and everyone that makes the show possible. Like Miss Bunny, Fun Show, our producer Mark Pedari, and Frank the Sound Guy. And also to Jesus. His birthday's coming up soon. Merry Christmas. He's the uh, reason for the season. Make sure you get out and uh, take some kids with you hunting and fishing, but bundle up because it is cold. Your local news and weather is coming up next. God bless you. Peace out. Jimbo and I love you. We'll see you next week. See ya. Buy us a present. again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the voice america sports channel for more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest please visit voiceamericasports.com the voice america talk radio network is the worldwide leader in live internet talk radio visit voiceamerica.com the views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by voice america talk radio network its staff and management